five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Race at Home Podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Light Force, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan, the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello, you guys with your incredible space age internet speeds. Well, if you finally gave up on dial-up and, and joined us in the future, you would see such an improvement. In <laughs> fact, I bet you your SR would just increase based oh, on yeah. that alone. That's what, what's holding back. Like the moment I get fiber, I'm, I'm an owl. Yeah, that's it. That, that's, that's truly it. You'll be like the oldest owl player. And, you know, Toronto, Toronto Defiant should probably sign you because you can then say, hey, the moment I got Bell 5 internet, I joined Owl. It was totally an immediate transition. I mean, when when Overwatch was released in 2016, I was playing on on a crappy laptop, and I was like in in bronze. And then when I get like a real PC, I, I went all the way to diamond. So hey, there is there is some there. merit to it. Yeah, hashtag no ad. That's not us plugging <laughs> Bell Five Internet. And they don't pay us to do so, but I if mean, they wanted it is, to, if they want to fly us out, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe we can talk about this flying out to Toronto for reasons unknown. Oh, yeah. Why would we obviously fly there? No <sighs> one knows what we're talking about. Um, Battle of Canada round one in the books. Both uh, Toronto and Vancouver had a meh, fruitful weekend. Just one uh, type of fruit was probably sweeter than the other. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, you'd think that once the uh, stage started, the amount of players moving around would drop. Not true. Lots hmm. going on there. And uh, finally, the overlords from Microsoft are one step closer to acquiring Activision Blizzard. We'll get a few thoughts on that. But uh, without further ado, let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. So the big news, which, yes, the Battle of Canada Round 1 is very big news, isn't the biggest news. It is that we finally know where the Overwatch League Grand Final will be. And it is coming north of the border to the great city of Toronto. That's correct. If you did not hear this past weekend, as they announced it during the Watchpoint pre-show, they talked about it throughout the entire day. Uh, Toronto will be hosting the Grand Final in a very spicy format. But the cool thing is, one, being in Toronto makes Canadians like us that much easier to, you know, find a way to get there. Uh, no passports or visas needed, at least for us. I get that some of the players might need that. Uh, but two, uh, Toronto has put on some fabulous events. I mean, we, in the Overwatch League, we, we saw, obviously, the, the Summer Showdown last year. Great event. Um, I've still been talking to other, you know, podcasts and creators about how the organization embraced us and helped elevate what we do. Um, so I'm imagining they're going to do something very similar for the grand final. Um, but beyond that, you know, Toronto has been committed to the league since their entry. I mean, we've heard mm -hmm. of, they've really led the way when it comes to the negotiation that the teams had with the league, revisiting that relationship. Adam, he joins our show regularly. He joins other shows. He's always open to, to have that conversation. I tried to pry it out of him when he joined me. And I think he was dropping hints, and maybe I didn't catch what he was throwing down. But uh, but yeah, you guys excited? 
I mean, very. It's it's so awesome. You know, like Canada is not very big, so we can just hop on a bus and just mm-hmm. go there. And you know, by the end of the games, we could just go home. Yeah, I was going to get Carl from Winnipeg to pick me up and give me a ride. <laughs> but yeah, on a more serious note, it's absolutely great. I think there's no better team that could host a cool event and definitely well deserved. I'm really happy for all you know the Defiant and OEM and whoever is behind uh, that whole. Uh, uh, you know, achievement, I, I can say it. Um, very, very cool. Very cool. Like, and, and again, we, we didn't have like the big full on post COVID, uh, you know, event, uh, at least in North America, like last time. When was the, uh, where was the last one? Uh, uh, Philly. in Philly. Yeah. And, and was that, that really? Was... Yeah, well, that, a, a team that no longer exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, 20, the 2019 final would have been a Philly and then pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, and then, and since then, obviously we've had grand finals. Mm-hmm. They've just been different. Unlimited yeah. capacity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I agree. This is, it was really, I mean, the biggest disappointment I thought when they announced it was the reaction of the casters. It really kind of seemed like they could have been a little more, a little more jazzed for it. It was a little bit of a, you know, they, they unveiled it as with new queen street. And then they all kind of went, I guess that means Toronto. And I'm not sure if they actually knew or didn't know, but they just (gasps) didn't seem too enthusiastic about it. And I was like, come on guys, feign some interest here. Like, you know, get us hyped for it. Cause yeah, I mean, for us Canadians, like it is a big deal because I, I think people really underestimate, um, you know, when they're from, places like the States, I think they really underestimate the barrier that it it is just to cross the border to the States for us. Mm. Um, Yes, it is still somewhat unrealistic to go province to province. It is, you know, not like traveling within the States where it's, you know, somewhat cheaper and, and more accessible. Um, But it is one less barrier for us. So it is very exciting. Um, I'm really hyped and I'm trying to make it happen. So we'll, we'll see how the, the cards play out. But yeah. speaking of trying to make it happen, I too am hoping to make it happen. Uh, Omni might make it happen. I mean, RSP wants to, to be there. Uh, obviously, there are costs involved. Uh, so, hey, if any uh, you know sponsors want to uh, send RSP there, um, we would be more than happy to continue to bring up the name of said sponsor every third word. I, you know, I actually heard that um, Michael Bell listens to this podcast. Michael, Michael- Bell, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 owner or CEO of Bell. Yes, Bell exactly, Five. exactly, got exactly. It. Yeah, his middle name got is Five. Got it. Got he it. was yeah. way ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. I bet he was. Yeah, yeah. Michael Five Bell. Michael Five Bell. Got it. Got yeah. it. Um, it's being held in the Matamie Athletic Center. Now, this venue is a great venue. It's what hosted the summer showdown. Um, but one of the things that those that have started looking into it have noticed is, wait, this is a little bit smaller. Um, that seems odd. And then the memes come out, you know, uh, Overwatch is dead. But I think it's a great venue. Again? To, <laughs> yeah. To, to start to, you know, get back into this type of event. Um, you know, in Philly, yeah, it's a huge venue. But could you imagine if you have a huge venue that you can't fill up? Yeah. Uh, I would prefer to see a an intimate environment where there's a lot of a noise, up, a lot yeah. of energy filled up right like and and grow it that way the one of the best ways to really generate demand 
is to quote unquote sell out a venue. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter in, in what type of sport or entertainment experience you have. You make the ticket hard to get the thing that I want to have when it's available and you grow that out. Yeah. I think Overwatch is sort of at that phase where they, they need to do it. Uh, and Toronto is going to put on a great event. Um, we know they have the experience with the summer showdown. We know they're going to make this worthwhile. Um, and if anything, I think if you make the trip, you're going to have yourself a, a great time yeah. and probably even better time. If the team you support happens to be involved. One of the, one of the things that Adam had said to you when, uh, when you interviewed him on episode 201 of ready set bone, um, mm-hmm. was that, uh, you know, we've, the league has been around now for, five or so seasons and they're in kind of a period where, I mean, I really liked how Adam talked about this. He, he talked about the fact that, you know, yeah, there's the memes overwatch is dead and all that stuff, but he also, he kind of framed it as the fact is the league has been around for a little bit now and it's kind of a time for reevaluation. What does the path forward look like? And I think this is a much more realistic look at what the league maybe looks like and it is a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say full restart because obviously this game is, you know, came out in 2016 and everything, but it is a little bit of a readjustment of the expectations. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the part that people seem to be missing is like, yeah, I don't think even if it were in LA, you're going to sell out a 20,000 seat arena, you know, or, or larger. Um, so I, I do think that this is a, a good move. And then on top of that, you know, Canada, Canada, generally speaking, is not a hub for most things, but we know that Toronto and especially overactive media really wants to draw esports into the Toronto area. And this is a really good way for them to, uh, work to build that. They're already doing this with, um, the call of duty league. Um, and, and they've put on really good shows with, with call of duty league over there. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's some really good building blocks and, and setting a really good foundation for the future. I think. Also, from the perspective of um, sponsorships that Adam's been, you know, getting in the past, like having such a big event is another like potential uh, venue or event. Uh, mm-hmm. The better word for it is to, to draw more businesses to support, you know, Owl, and and we need it. Obviously, we we've discussed this many times before. So, again, awesome to 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 have it come up here to the north, the true north. In fact, uh, I believe the uh, Toronto basketball team says we the North. Um, Sorry, what team is that? Never heard. Yeah, of it. I mean basketball's <laughs> dead to me, so that's why I didn't know the name. Toronto uh, Pterodons? Go on. something like that. Grand finals, <laughs> pterodactyls, um, or the grand final tournament was going to com- combine the 2023 playoffs, of which there are going to be play-ins. That play-in tournament then goes into the playoffs. Playoffs are hosted, playoffs? and then there are the grand finals on uh, October 1st. So 28th of September through to the 1st of October. Tickets, if you're interested in getting them, they actually go on sale pretty quick. Uh, They go on sale starting uh, July 21 at 9 a.m. Pacific, so noon Eastern. Uh, That is a preferred ticket pre-sale, and I believe the preferred tickets are the more expensive ones, so like VIP packages, things of that sort. The general tickets will then go on sale uh, a week later. July 28th, and that includes some lower bowl seating um, and any remaining preferred tickets that uh, are unsold. As far as details are concerned, you'll learn that later. So you're buying tickets knowing that you're going, but to who will be there, the times and all that, you'll, you'll learn that later. I talked a little bit about the bracket changing. So if you didn't catch this, um, the playoffs will have a double elimination sort of playoff 
into a single elimination grand final semifinal. So two semifinal masters, both single elim. The winner of each then plays in the grand final. The winner of that is the winner overall. So that's a little different. The transition from double knockout playoffs into a single knockout final. Um, I'm not against the experimentation. Um, I'd like for them to find a way to recognize that, you know, teams that go on the heater, yes, they should be rewarded, but then going on that heater raises the stakes significantly when they don't get that extra opportunity to make up for a bad game in the end. I don't know how you rectify that, but, uh, I'm excited. I'm pretty stoked by this. I think we need to switch to like a best of seven series. Oh, just make it take place like over, you know, like three, three months. months. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then and then we can have events in Vancouver, in Edmonton or Calgary, and then in Toronto. There we go. It's All just set. a ploy to get it to Edmonton and Calgary. You know? That's right. That's right. No kidding. <laughs> Don't you have the stampede right now? Like, uh... No, no, no. That ended two days ago. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm out <laughs> of the loop, obviously. Yeah, exactly. Pancake breakfast out. Exactly. Um, but anyhow, Grand Finals in Toronto. We'll talk more about it, obviously, as uh, we get closer to that weekend in September. But let's talk a little bit about the Battle of Canada round one. Uh, Omni and I chatted a little bit about it uh, last episode, where we were looking at this matchup, at how Toronto was structured, having new players, how Vancouver was structured with a new player, how there might be a, a lack of coordination. It'll be interesting to see if, if we've seen adjustments made. And both of us, I think, agreed we were likely to see a competitive matchup, but the pressure was on Toronto to win. Like it was one of those discussions where if Vancouver loses, you know, that's not bad. But if Toronto does, oh, yeah, things ain't good. And if a battle of Canada doesn't go five maps, it doesn't occur to me to be a battle of Canada. I know a couple <laughs> haven't gone five, but it seems each time Vancouver and Toronto meet, the weaker of the two teams will elevate themselves um, <laughs> to make it that competitive. So looking at that first map, so on Antarctic Peninsula, one of the things that I had sort of noted was how Toronto looked like a team who had been scrimming throughout the entire break. Mm. Well, Vancouver looked like a team who had been scrimming for the past couple of days. Absolutely. Is, is that a fair assessment? Uh, very fair. I'd say it's more like even a pattern for Vancouver, and not just in this map and not just in this match even. I definitely showed maybe it's just like the timing of players joining their team, or maybe it was <laughs> like a scheduling thing. Uh, a lot of this combobulation on both teams, I think it's fair to say, like we did not expect perfect execution. Um you know, with core pieces being replaced uh, mm -hmm. for Toronto, even more so than with Vancouver. But still, I think like Aspire has been like a a, a very central player, right? In terms mm -hmm. of maybe shot calling and things like that and, and how he impacted the game. Lots of uh, negatives, and, but, but also kind of lots of positives. Vancouver was never a good team on this map anyways somehow it seemed like uh, and antarctic peninsula specifically mm -hmm. hydron every arrow just like homed into a head it seemed um <laughs> and yeah well, that... c9 as well there was just a lot of mess well okay 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 i want to i want to talk a little bit yeah, about yeah, yeah. That, that c9 but <laughs> but the hydron point 
um, Vancouver was in that on that first map, first team fight. Like neither team had actually captured it, and all of a sudden, Hydran just arrow dead, arrow mm-hmm. dead. I think he had yeah. three kill, and that flipped it. And then all Vancouver proceeded to do was continue to throw themselves at the point, and either find themselves uh, being deleted by Hydron or deleted by Kaluj. Kaluj actually looked like he was getting the support necessary yes. uh, to be able to sustain that brawl style that he seems to be yeah. uh, much more interested in. And I think some of that has to give, you know, me have credit given to opener um, in, in his integration within the, the lineup um, to do so. And you can't say the same with, with punk, like punk would go and throw himself in. And how often did he find himself purple? How often did he find himself, um, essentially collapsed upon while Crimzo and faith are trying to, you know, dip, duck, dive, dodge, and, uh, carry the team. D- it was a dip. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Avoid hydron. Yeah. 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 There was, it was a, a- a match that's for sure. And it started mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Very scrappy. Um, I definitely, definitely agreed with what you guys had thought going into this. It seemed like Toronto should have an edge, even though they had replaced more pieces, but to your point about Vancouver looking like they maybe hadn't been scrimming. I do wonder how much of that came down to the, uh, the timing of Releasing Aspire oh, no and doubt. then bringing in he he saying like I not only even the timing or just like the circumstances of it being of course, not, yeah. not a it's a it's a gut punch for sure like letting go of some of your team members because of performance is one thing but yeah what happened with with Aspire probably was you know that that takes a mental toll on everyone right we know Absolutely. obviously not even just the players right the a lot of the staff in the organization um, who you know have still been relatively quiet since everything happened so. Yeah, um, but yeah, the first map, scrappy, 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 scrappy. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I think it was cool. Also, like I know I'm not, I'm not kind of like zooming out to the whole match, but at least early on to see both Spectra and not just early on, but but even for the most part, Spectra opener uh, and he sang. And they he sang, definitely yeah. came to play. It seemed like uh, it's just a matter of of. Uh, coordination and and mm-hmm. you know lining up these dives and and uh, playing more with the team, but but as a single contributor or or two mm-hmm. single contributors on on the Toronto side, they played really well and mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly well for a first match with a new team. I think. Yeah. Opener. No. Sorry. Well, no. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was no, just going to talk say... about the Charlie Niner. So. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, opener really seemed to bring some stability to Toronto, which is, you know, adds to your point about Kaluj getting the support he needed. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think opener, you know, necessarily wowed anyone or really stood out, but I think he gave some, you know, solid support to the people around him. And that allowed Toronto to play a lot better than they had maybe previously. So, yeah. So the Charlie Niner, you have a fight that is in like, overtimes overtime where all you have to do is sneeze ever so slightly off the point and the timer expires. Mm-hmm. I believe it was faith who got pushed off the point and the timer went, how is that a Charlie diner? Or are we now accepting that any time the overtime counter goes down and there's someone nearby, 
that's a Charlie Niner. Like, yes, it, <laughs> absolutely. The answer yeah, is yes. It's just like people like they're going, it's a Charlie Niner, Charlie well, Niner. I'm like, I get that it's a very broad interpretation of C9, but how like he was doing everything to stay on. Yeah. You, you can't fight the boop. Well, yeah, like the the final boop, of course, you cannot do anything about it. But the, the fact of the matter that there was a fight occurring on point for a while there. And, and oh, Vancouver that... had like three people still alive, I think. Yeah. With, uh, well, they, they yeah. were at that point where they were di- like they were doing the timing really well. Like the, yeah. the dipping, always ensuring there was one person nearby dipping in, dipping out. Mm-hmm. Because that like Toronto had that one and Vancouver was doing everything in their po- possible or po- everything possible <laughs> to to flip that point yeah anyhow regardless what we did see though from vancouver is that in the second uh uh round as is with vancouver and control they figure things out but i also think that the the um uh was that labs that one the that they're that I'm thinking of. I never remember the names of these. Yeah, I don't but, know how you guys can. You know remember. the one I'm talking. The second map. Yeah, yeah. That's the one map on Antarctica. The one Pensa. between the first and third. Yes. Well, but it's not always consistent. Sometimes <laughs> it's the first. Sometimes it is the third. But um, it allows Vancouver to go with the Ramatra, mm-hmm. and Punk's Ramatra is pretty darn solid. Yeah. And we we started to see he saying really warm up. Like the it, Reaper, was, right? Yeah. yeah, like he started to actually really make life difficult for Toronto. Mm-hmm. They get that win and eh, go to map three. And again, no longer a Ramatra friendly map necessarily. Yeah. And uh, we, we saw Vancouver, you know, fall apart. Whereas credit to Toronto. I mean, Toronto brings what they want to play with and they execute well. Mm-hmm. They force the team that they're against to change. One thing that I'm really curious to see um and again this comes back to the you know amount of practice time and everything like that um and this is also something that i think they talked about a lot on broadcast is he sang you know previously playing with san francisco and living in proper shadow in a lot of ways and although he has overlap with sugar freeze typical hero pool mm-hmm. i'm curious to see how they really let he sang work um, I think we saw a little bit of that and we saw some definite pop-off moments just, you know, in this match in general from Hisang. But I think as he gets more time with the team and they integrate him more, his ceiling feels just, and this is obviously off watching very little, but his ceiling feels mm-hmm. like it's probably higher than what, you know, Spectra offers on Toronto. Now that doesn't necessarily mean Vancouver is suddenly going to shoot through the ranks or anything like that, but him playing Reaper with Sugar Free on Sombra against a Hydron on Sojourn and Spectra on May was an interesting move for Vancouver, but they make it work, right? And and that's kind of where I wonder what we're going to see from Hisang is, you know, Vancouver maybe pulling a bit of a sort of Florida style thing where they have strats that work for them because they know mm-hmm. that they're not necessarily going to be the best at a, I don't know, for example, Hanzo May uh combo yeah. kind of thing whereas toronto will excel at that or at least that's what we've come to expect from you know uh hydron on on hanzo and that kind of thing so there was a lot of exciting yeah. from this match honestly there was um speaking of exciting that takes us into eichenwald um the eichenwald experience was a tale of uh two attacks toronto's first two points in their attack 
were efficient as it could very well be. Like they essentially came through the archway. Vancouver had like conceded the space. Toronto goes and captures the point and decides, well, we don't need everyone here. We'll just leave someone behind to get the ticks and then we'll send four through the doors to spawn camp. They had like over five minutes to at escort phase and those the slowest part for them was simply waiting for the door to open to get the <laughs> cart through at that point it doesn't slow down you've got the spectra echo who was like godlike mm-hmm. um yeah. right it, it was unbelievable how spectra seemed to have his alt on cooldown he was dishing so much damage um credit to sugar free he didn't do too badly but oh my god the spectra echo was nuts and it wasn't until they got close enough to capture where the spawn advantage is so significant that vancouver was able to settle mm-hmm. like i know they want to i think they won a fight just before they got into the castle yeah but you know Vancouver had to invest everything to make that happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to always either it was a good nade from Crimson or a good EMP from uh, Sh- Sugar Free. It was always like some clutch moment, yeah. despite mm-hmm. of like not playing that greatly on the initial defense on Ikenwalda. But <clears throat> that was enough from them to, to prevent Toronto from getting third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to make matters worse, when Toronto goes into the castle making its first turn, um, Sugar Free decides that he doesn't need to play anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like the equipment issue and <laughs> just yeah, gets right. deleted. Frozen um, in the hallway there. Well, how, how do you type P in the chat if your like, keyboard or computer is, is yeah, frozen? No no doubt. Like, you, I, I just I, start I, like yelling. They showed P, his, P, his P. camera, and he's, he's, tr- he's like looking at his keyboard, incredulous that nothing is happening. Um, <laughs> the pause was, I want to say, like five, ten minutes long. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it took forever. And Toronto, when like they resume, you've got Sugar Free coming out of spawn now. Um, it's just standing. Just rolling. And despite this, Vancouver is able to hold, mm-hmm. but not by much. Like, I want to yeah. say Toronto only had like a, a few meters left right. to get the, the capture. Um, but, you know, credit to Vancouver. They did as much as they need to create a winnable opportunity for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, having struggled on defense, um, Vancouver came out on attack, I think expecting the mirror yeah. from, from San Francisco. And San Francisco decided, no, nah, we had too much success with this on, on attack. We're going to go and bring out the Ramatra. Right. That was a bit weird pick. Right. And, like, there is a fight going on around the point <laughs> That Vancouver <laughs> captures. Like, it was really weird how yeah. Toronto, like, they came out with this weird, adju- like, weird defense strategy. Um, they have a fight, but they're not, they don't have any presence on the point. And yes, Vancouver didn't have as much time as they did. Like, they made Vancouver work for it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we now start to see the snowball, right? You have, um, you know, Kaluge investing into Ramatra even further because he's got his alt. Um, but like at some point in time, you're going to reset. Yeah. There were some questionable, questionable moves. Like you said, Kaluge investing when, you know, a fight was clearly over or right. you, you weren't going to win it. And it wasn't even so much that he would invest and die or something. He would just kind of invest and then slowly back away. 
And it was like, why didn't you just back away in the first place, give them a little bit of the mm. space, but wait for your reinforcements to come? Because, yeah, I mean, uh, Vancouver, that second point capture seemed to just kind of fly by. It, it did, and it put themselves in a position that Toronto had moments before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where now Vancouver is coming in, they're snowballing, they've got alt economy in their favor. Right. Um, and really, you know, Vancouver had no trouble winning this map. I, and I, I, I commented in RSP Discord, when you look at how Vancouver was playing throughout this entire match, and I think it was spoken about uh, by Jaws on the cast, if Vancouver saw an opportunity where they could get that pick, they'd go full aggro. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen that a lot this season. They go full aggro. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But Vancouver goes full aggro. And I think if you listen to the show, we've always said passivity is going to get them, so- them to trouble. Yeah, aggro does too. But at least with aggro, you're giving yourself a shot. Toronto was like full passive. They continued to allow Vancouver to bring the fight to them. But at no point in time did they try to take advantage or capitalize on Vancouver's mistakes. It was kind of odd, yeah. And, and like going back to the comment we made uh, about the teams maybe not being in full sync, that's kind of like when it looked, especially the map that comes after mm-hmm. that this is where Toronto's turn to be all like confused and discombobulated and out of uh, sync uh, started uh, looking. And, and yeah, it, it, it's strange. It's like these two teams were going back and forth, not just like on being competitive but sometimes these fights were not and and <laughs> it, it, it's a little bit strange it's like going from one team rolling the other mm-hmm. um also like maybe just weaknesses on particular play styles and maps which we saw a lot from like different teams over the weekend like uh teams that you would not expect be to to win or or lose definitely it seems like the meta despite being seeing the same heroes being played here and there it seems like the the, the the dynamic really changes between different maps. So Vancouver gets their win. We've even yep. up. We get to watch point to Rebalter. Vancouver's first on attack. And they come out with the uh, well-known strat of Hog City. Hog, <laughs> yeah. Now, when is the last time you saw Vancouver being spicy like this? Like, yeah. there's got to be a level of swag and Oh, yeah, whatnot and this map, to, to for sure. This, right? I think like, they overswagged even a little bit. Well, they, <laughs> they did. Um you know, like Punk comes out on Hog and they teleport up top. And I, I think he gets booped off. I, I don't know if he actually, maybe he walks off. I don't know. Um, but like they come out with this to try to get that that early pick. Um, he sang was on, on Widow as well. Doesn't work out. They go back and they do their, you know, tactical reset. But whatever. They had some fun. Yeah. Lots of uh, trash talking in the chat as well. Um, well, everything was a C9 according to Crimzo. Yeah. Oh, when when you also they pull, like wrote the "You got me" uh, at yeah, one point. God. Oh my god, well, that was in, so good. In fairness. <laughs> so okay, you can tell Toronto's mental was a little bit shaky. Off of this one, yeah. When suddenly it's Call of Overwatch chasing Crimzo. When meanwhile Vancouver's like, yeah, okay. No problem. We'll, we'll we'll take the win here. Appreciate I, that. You can't really blame them though. Outside of Spectro played really well on this Gibraltar point. Like Again, everything. Spectro Echo. Yeah, he's really good on that hero. He sangs pulse bombs on Tracer. Yeah, <laughs> they were like. Well, I think every like, like a just three. Hit. Yeah. 
insane. Like he had, I think his average, if I recall, was like 3K per pulse bomb or insane, something close to that. Insane. Like, like how often does that happen? He was just um, in a zone. Oh, yeah. I and, mean, you know, we're we're not accustomed to, you know, like, who would you have presumed was going to be on the tracer? You would probably think yeah. it would be sugar free. No, sugar free was in the echo. Yeah. He still, right? despite what people were doing on the echo, duplicating the Ana, they went double tracer and it was so yeah. horrifying, I guess, for Toronto when you see two good, two really good tracer players just like, <laughs> you know, flanking you of all both ends. But, you know, throughout the attack, Vancouver, again, they, they had this sort of aggressive posture. They forced Toronto to, over invest to try to slow things down. Um, and yet anytime Toronto tried to pull something off, Vancouver had an answer, whether it was, uh, you know, faith having the ability to provide that boop that, um, knocked down the having his alts in, in coordination, uh, with, with Crimzo. Like there was a, we're seeing, Vancouver really start to find their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were clicking and, at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm just sort of recapping the video here. Like they're 320 already on it, like pushing the payload and Toronto's giving them like outright yeah. conceding the corner because they're so worried about he saying running around with a pulse bomb. Yeah. I was worried for the defiant here. Uh, not just short term in this match, but like, long term if this was like proceeding the way it has been in gibraltar i was like oh no this is this is not looking good mm-hmm. must have been around here in uh in rsp cord where i commented that toronto seemed to be or sorry vancouver seemed to be gelling more and more the longer the matches oh. went on it really seemed well, like it's like he's that yeah like he sang was just integrating mm-hmm. into the team you know as these matches drew out and I was starting, I really was thinking that Vancouver was going to take it off, especially after, I mean, spoilers, yeah, they yeah. wound up winning Gibraltar. Yeah. Well, and, you know, when we look at the the Toronto attack, I mean, Toronto is getting progress, but their progress was always hard fought. I don't mm-hmm. think Vancouver really had to invest a lot until yeah. the third point. Mm-hmm. Maybe a fight in, in the hangar, but it wasn't until third point. And that's where spawn advantage, I think, starts to really lean towards Hit the too hard, yeah. Thank goodness but they yeah, uh, like, changed the the spawn at the end of the map there. The doors, so you yeah. come out. Mm. The, uh, yeah. A little more option, a little more choice. Yeah, I actually, okay, we, we've never really talked about that, but the Gibraltar sort of redesign mm-hmm. feels really good. It does. I honestly, mm-hmm. I think it, it may be, I know people have problems with Gibraltar. I've always liked Gibraltar, even though that, that, you know, underpass can be a, a pretty Less tough choke push, sometimes. Yeah, very hard. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a couple good spots on it that can be difficult to get through, but I've always thought Gibraltar was one of the best maps. And yeah, this, the change to that spawn at the end, I think made a huge difference because it's just that much harder. Like you, it was pretty common, I think, to get spawn camped there once, you know, once the pushing team or attacking team was, was on a roll, you'd just get stuck in spawn. So I, I think it's made a big difference. Yeah. But, you know, looking at the Toronto attack, they've got half the amount of time to mm-hmm. get it to the third point that Vancouver does. You know, Vancouver didn't do anything special. 
mm-hmm. necessarily. Like it wasn't lights out. It wasn't a dominant defense. Vancouver simply made Toronto work for every fight, yeah. every single opportunity that Toronto, Vancouver had to frustrate Toronto. They took advantage of it. Yeah. And I felt that, you know, we, again, we spoke about it when they started chasing Crimzo, the mental started to shake, right? Like it's, yeah. they were, they were falling off of their game and I, whether it's they're getting frustrated with what Vancouver's throwing at them, mm-hmm. whether it's he's saying, you know, dropping a pulse bomb on <laughs> cooldown. Two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it just, there, there didn't, Toronto didn't seem to have an answer and they were very hesitant to make any adjustments. Mm-hmm. So Esperanza. Hmm. This, <laughs> Okay. I don't know, and I've said it before, I don't know about Bush. <laughs> like, this this entire, I mean, you can't say that this map wasn't competitive. Because, like, each team had, like, matching distances mm-hmm. for the longest time, right? And it's back and forth. It, it's, you know, whether uh, Sugar Free pops an EMP first or Hisan gets a pulse or support alt goes off. Like, it was just that one difference. Mm-hmm. So, okay very balanced back and forth, but then Vancouver, you know, they lose that one fight and suddenly Toronto's got significant distance. And I found that in mode, like this mode, if that distance is gained late, Mm -hmm. it's harder to recover than if it's gained early. Oh yeah. yeah. Esperanza or well, a push in general is a marathon, not a sprint, right? It, it doesn't matter what progress you make, honestly, in my opinion, in the first four minutes, generally speaking, which is mm-hmm. half of the round, right? These are eight minute rounds. And like, I mean, I'm watching the match back right now. We're literally at four minutes and 30 seconds. And Toronto has just caught up to the farthest point that Vancouver had pushed it. Um, and neither have gotten that uh, forward spawn checkpoint. Yeah, the butt scratch. Yeah, the butt scratch. Yeah, well, Toronto didn't get the butt scratch until... I want to say like two minutes left. Again, we are we are f- continuing to watch. It just hit four minutes and still neither team has gotten that. That is half the round. So like mm-hmm. in some ways, you may as well just make the round four minutes long. You know, like, like we've had four minutes of this back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. The teams are essentially even with neither of them quite reaching that spawn. So it's, yeah. again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Now, there really wasn't, Anything definitive, I, I feel in this map, though near to the end, we saw one opportunity missed and one opportunity capitalized. Opportunity missed, sugar free biffs and EMP. Which was this the one right. where it looked like he should have had three? There, there was one in particular where he threw an EMP and it was just like, how did nobody get hit by that? I could maybe I'm thinking um, of a different match or different well, okay, map or something. There, okay, there was one on Antarctic Peninsula where he was doing it around the box, and the box is a line of sight issue, right? Mm. You, the the box will can block EMPs, but he did on this map. Like he he had an EMP where he got one target um, mm. late, and again, a one target EMP. Mm-hmm. Not a waste a of an EMP. Could have just hacked him, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so at that point in time. No bueno, but mm-hmm. credit to Vancouver. They recovered and they had an opportunity to potentially get themselves, uh, you know, to that point where they can, they can win that capitalized, uh, point, uh, spectra 
drops a pulse, sticks faith. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, not only gets faith, <clears throat> but gets crimson. Crimson, yeah, both yeah. What's, what's worse about this is faith has his alt. So, yeah, you know, that, that's right. that overhealth, if he pops that overhealth yeah. prior to the stick, maybe there's an opportunity to live. But the other thing is that faith spins and put, turns his back to Crimzo. <laughs> I genuinely wonder if he faces Crimzo, does the shield prevent oh, interesting. the Crimzo death? Interesting. Yeah, was it stuck on, on faith himself or the shield? On faith, faith, right? faith got stuck. It was... Uh, is back. So Spectra, Spectra comes up the stairwell. Faith and Crimson are on that, that overpass. Yeah. Spectra sticks Faith behind and Faith reaction is to spin and turn and yeah. it proceeds to change. And I, again, who knows what happens? I, I don't believe Vancouver had the butt scratch. No. So there no, was it going was, to it be was a delay. Right there. It was right on, like they yeah. were just about to catch it. Spectra, I just had it up, comes around that corner. It is such a, such a good play, like such a, sneaky tracer play and he doesn't even blink into them okay he does blink into them but his approach like if they had looked they would have seen him uh crimson could have slept him could yeah. have naded him and they, they could have taken him out and and that is the the big you know question mark there is like you know split split second decision right faith probably turns to him thinking to bash him right you shield bash and then you whip shot and get a or shield bash regular hit and then whip shot and he's dead right um, on top of that, Crimzo probably reacts as well and potentially sleeps him or something, mm-hmm. but it was just, you know, just such a perfect play and credit to the observers. Cause them, you know, catching that on camera, like that, that was a play of the match moment. Right. So, uh, but wait, there's more, uh, moments in the next map that will <laughs> like change the tide true, of true. this game. It's insanity. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so we got ourselves to, to go into map five battle of Canada. Always goes map five. Delivers, so, delivers, yeah. Lijang Tower. So Lijang Tower is an interesting map for the Toronto Defiant because they have this infatuation with the Rhine Sim combo, the entire map. Now, I see value in the Rhine Sim when you go and you get the authority on the appoint and you hold it. But when you lose it, I don't see how Rhine Sim gets you back on. We we see it in market. Well, guess what? Vancouver takes the point. Toronto can't get back on. But credit to Toronto. They committed to the bit hard. And Vancouver suddenly forgot how you combat Ryan Sim. I mean, the funny thing about you saying that Toronto committed to this, to me anyways, is I almost wish that Toronto had lost this map. It's all, I'm always torn. Am I cheering for Vancouver? Am I cheering for Toronto? I almost wish Toronto had lost this map. Because, who am I to say, but I'm getting kind of sick of Hydron playing Sim. This is the desperation <laughs> play that they pull out, and they I swear, they lose almost every single time Hydron pulls out the Sim. And I don't know why they did it. They like they, they do this so frequently, and it's I don't want to put it all on Hydron, but it's almost it's entirely Hydron. Yeah, they it's did lose the him. Night Market map, too. Um, well, and that's the thing is, they lost night market. They got the yeah. point, yeah. but then once they lost it, Ryan Sim doesn't get you back on. Yeah. You know? Especially and with a Ramatra hanging out there. I, I am just thinking this too. is this is a pattern. Like this is what Toronto does 
when they go to map five and it's, you know, all your cards are on the table and it's go time, they always seem to pull out the sim. And as we know from the first half of the season, they generally don't win when they're playing this. And so I don't know why they do this when they have such a, a better match on other characters before that. Um, cause we, we don't see, I know sim has popped up here and there for other teams, but I don't think we see a ton of sim, but for some reason, Hydron really likes to play sim. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Typical benefit of having, player. that's right. The benefit of having Sim against the Ramatra is the moment he drops that shield, you're charging My M1 to oblivion, yeah. right? Yeah. Sim go, bzz. but Vancouver played night market. Well, once they took the point and they saw that Toronto was committing to Ryan Sim, they made sure that Hydron wasn't given an opportunity to charge and they started to cycle alts. He sang eliminating the brawl. Uh, Ram just, popping his and mm-hmm. eliminating everyone, right? Like, you know, Punk um, looked real good. But Crimson when we Moira get, too. get in, yeah. But then when we see the transition into um, the second round, again, Ten. Toronto, Ryan Sim. Mm-hmm. And what do they proceed to go and do? Well, they proceed to go and get themselves the point, only to find that they lose it. Mm-hmm. And again, Make no changes, but instead of Vancouver going and doing the smart play around the sim go, bzz, <laughs> we see Vancouver f- not feed, but allow Hydron to have like max power. Yeah. And a race. Like, I, I again, I don't necessarily, I would prefer to see, like, I don't know if does Toronto win if they do a different strat. I honestly, I don't know. Vancouver played, I felt Night Market really well. Yeah. Um, Tower, Tower was fine as well. I think, like, uh, it all came down to them being a little bit may- maybe nervous or something because there was this one point where they overcommitted and they lost the point, anyways, when Toronto had like 73% capture. Mm-hmm. And once they like reset when Defiance started using ults, Crimzo falls off the map. <laughs> yeah. And okay, they still have time. But then, you know, they show Sugar Freeze uh, POV as he has the EMP trying to get to the point. But he gets spy checked and he has to relocate. And that's how they lose because they can't really do the EMP and they start losing people on the point and they lose. And like these two moments, they're obviously very pivotal and it could have gone you know either way but you know when you blunder this hard twice uh what can you do i think that's also kind of boomed them going into the third map yeah Yeah. well yeah the garden is what shook them i think vancouver thought they had it won yeah i think garden losing garden it was like uh we can't win control i mean they even had ult advantage when they were going into the sort of final fights and then yeah yes it is that weird crimson falling off the map there and he even he drops in the chat that doesn't happen in overwatch one so you know he he knows that like oops that was that was not good and you know it may may have lost them the match sugar free was at 99 percent to his ult he sang had his at that point but that that was the end fit for them but you know credit to toronto they get the points toronto needs this they needed to make a statement this is a team that one might suggest is better than them this season. They beat a better team. Vancouver, Vancouver came into it 
with a little <laughs> adversity having he sang come in on such short notice yeah. um and i thought they they acquitted themselves very well and set themselves up for their subsequent matches mm-hmm. which i unfortunately did not have a means to watch in real time because my in-laws were here all weekend including my wife Sam from the uk yeah I'm telling I, I, them you said unfortunately before we go into that, you know, next uh, match, like that's the issue with teams like Vancouver and, and the Defiant, right? We spoke about this a little bit before the season began. They had to have, they, they, you want them to have like a good start, right? They're kind of momentum based. I would say Vancouver has shown to be a bit more resilient in the mental throughout the season. But mm. like if you come into a game like this that like should be winnable and you lose it, Guess what happens next? You face off like much better teams. You you play against Florida, and I know they're not playing this upcoming week. But who do they play after? They have like tougher uh, matchups. They need to play like Gladiators, I think, and they have to play uh, the Justice. I don't know. It's 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 a game you can come back later and you'd be like, oh, uh, I wish we didn't blunder it that way, and mm-hmm. and. Who knows what effect it might have leave on them long term? Will it make them play a bit tighter or not? I don't know. Like, but but when they went into a game against Florida, you would have liked to have like uh, a dub in in the backpack, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, speaking of the Florida match, so again, Omni and I both suggested that this was going to be a Florida win. I think we yeah. both gave Vancouver a map, and spoiler alert, that was ultimately the result. Um, what we saw were some interesting adjustments from Vancouver. Like, he sang had so much value when he was playing either Tracer or playing uh, Reaper. And on um, Garden, Florida comes out with the, the Rhine comp. And I guess Vancouver had decided that this was sufficient enough for he sang to make the change to May. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it sort of worked, but you did this against Toronto with Reaper and you got value. Mm-hmm. Why, why go to the May? And I mean, it wasn't until late when uh, Florida decided to pull the Toronto strat out of the books and <laughs> you see Merritt come out on the sim. Mm-hmm. Right, but like it, it seemed like Vancouver was making adjustments, but I'm not entirely sure the think, adjustment made sense. I think the adjustment was mostly to the Sojourn because Sojourn's a pretty mobile character. Um, I, I mean, I'm just trying to reason through it. I would think May counters that a little bit if you can get in range. Um, and knowing that Merritt is, you know, a pretty sick player, they probably wanted to shut him down. But yeah, yeah, I've. Yeah, that middle point that they played against them outside of that weird Gibraltar map was probably their best showing on the Sojourn in May. Uh, it's good to see, you know, the the pool because we discussed this a, a bunch of times. Like, what can yeah. uh, he sank play? And he, he mm-hmm. was yeah doing pretty well. Um, it was yeah, like like even the the tank matchup. We'll talk about that a little bit more. It's it's hard to see what adjustment works and what doesn't. Uh, you're not really sure if it's an adjustment thing or just a skill gap. Well, yeah, someone is. Oh my goodness, he was so good. Who was yeah. Someone is someone. Someone. Um, someone was know, really good. I'm, I'm not sure who. You mentioned something about pool. Now I'm thinking, does Vancouver go into this knowing it's going to be a tough matchup and decide this is the match where we're going to go and maybe ex- not experiment, but you know, see how things work and see if they work. 
I feel a little like all like of having, it's having an experiment right now. <laughs> Just because of yeah, yeah, yeah. integrating yeah. Really, right? Yeah. And the new patch as well. Yeah. Uh, new stage. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a decent a decent thought. I what I'm actually curious about is the coaching that Vancouver has going on right now. I, I think I'm pretty confident in having a bit of an understanding about Casoras and how they're coaching Toronto. Um, but, you know, watching interviews with Askoft um, for Vancouver and everything, we know that he's a little bit more of a, the, the player driven mentality um, when it comes to coaching. And that does make me wonder when you're integrating someone like he saying, um, someone who hasn't been with the team for this first half of the season, right? Someone who is actually coming off of a worse record than the Vancouver uh, Titans had, you know, currently. Um, I, I wonder, or maybe it's, you know, my personal belief, but I hope that they are being a little more hands-on, but maybe in terms of, you know, these, this first weekend of play, it was a little bit of, he saying, you know, go out there, you guys play what you're going to play, Let's, you know, kind of let it happen a little bit naturally. And then hopefully they're taking away, you know, uh, what they can from these matches that Vancouver had this weekend and really kind of breaking down. Okay. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't. Um, because he sang for all intents and purposes was a a great addition, right? He, he did perform well and that's always a match. Yeah, exactly. It's always going to be a concern with integrating someone this late. So exactly. I saw more of a concern again, zooming out not talking about any specific map, but there was a clear gap between the tank position. Mm -hmm. And I think also faith on the Lucio leaves much to be desired against Chorong. Uh, On on the brig, he's amazing, I think. But uh, there were like a bunch of late beats as well on on Night Market as well. There was a little bit uh, uh, apparent that his Lucio is not, um, at least not up there with someone like Chorong. Now, again, I I didn't, have an opportunity to watch what went wrong on midtown uh yeah they they, it seemed like nobody is killable they they just uh initiated god mode Uh, i did the qd on 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 the keyboard and no one would die at any point like someone was literally a god amongst men just walking around (laughs) <laughs> it's it, like on defense that's where Titans started on defense and they yeah. played Tracer Sombra maybe it's just too much you know a little poking and, 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 and not enough like burst but like they couldn't couldn't do anything mm-hmm. to the mayhem everything seemed to be like you know even a well, pick from Vancouver initially nothing was, was yeah. well I just watched someone eat a pulse survive eat an <laughs> EMP survive just smurfing um, like I think Punk was bashing him around, made it through that. Nothing like, helped. No. I mean, well, nothing wasn't playing. It was just someone. Some- um, <laughs> yeah, I, again, Vancouver, this is the map type they typically do well on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, control, right. n- not their jam, but you put a payload with that control point, and suddenly Vancouver can, think- can make magic happen. So I was shocked to see it being a, a, th- a 3-0. I think that Merritt... Um- also getting to play the ash was was a big part of it too because even though midtown it's got that fire truck there he's still got some really decent sight lines um that he can really kind of shut them down with 
Um, Uh and then, and then, I mean, as well, we did see Vancouver try to adapt at least a little bit. We saw he sang switch to the Genji, which again, you know, coming back to Mm -hmm. trying to see where he sang can make an impact. I'm sure he has a stellar Genji. It didn't pay off in this situation. Um, but you know, maybe a little more integration with the team and maybe it's a, a pocket pick, right? Another thing I think we should uh, maybe address is the fact that I th- uh, with this new stage, Florida looks even better than the previous one. Uh, oh, and that yeah. new uh, new uh, adjustment in the meta allows for much more flexibility. And this team mm-hmm. is very flexible. They just yeah. disposed of Houston 3-0 easy before that, <laughs> before the Titans. They look incredible. Like, yeah. they look on a whole new level. And even that map, the second one, Gibraltar, it seems like maybe they were falling asleep or playing <laughs> with their food. And, and it looked, like, horrible for them. I guess we can already address that. Titans... Almost well, you could say uh, full, full held them because they never yeah. got like the single, the first uh, cap. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know what? Let, let's give the Titans the credit, right? They got a point. They got a map win uh, on attack. The the widow pick for merit. I don't know if it was a good idea. Um, maybe they just wanted to see if there was a pick, but the, the widow is in the back. Titans went kind of like to to dive on on that widow, and when. Uh, when the healers were drawn to heal her, they just capitalized on point and then won that map. But then you, you, you what's going to happen? You think like, okay, are we seeing a comeback? And <laughs> I don't think that was uh, much of a comeback. Yeah. Well, Merit, Merit, so if it's the point where I'm just watching, Merit's running around as Samra. Yeah. He's got uh, Chorong running back there with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Titans are just chasing. Yeah. Um, you then have Merit die, and out in fairness, Chorong pops alt because he's going about to change. But all that value lost, mm-hmm. and all they got was a couple of meters with one person on the point. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know, Alex. You said playing with their food. It, it was a little bit like I feel like they were styling on them. They were. They were kind of like, let's just mess around this map. We're probably going to win it, and. Vancouver didn't approach it that way, right? Vancouver approached it as, you know, we're going to take every map yeah. seriously, and they came out well, on top did, because of that. Right? Did not give up, which was great. Yep. Did we get any hogs him? No, I don't <laughs> believe we did. That's, that's too bad. Um, but that then gets us over to uh, New Queen Street. Mystery Queen heroes Street. for uh, for someone. Yeah. Um. Uh, Doomfist, uh, <laughs> Junker see. Queen, RuPaul's on Krico, Ramatra. It was it was yeah. a it was a mixed bag, but again, Florida just yeah, they it felt like a reaction to the previous map, right? Where, yeah, where they got beat pretty bad. They said, "Okay, let's just end this now. This should have been it, a three zero. Let's just finish it." Yeah, it's like they were. Uh, adamant on showing them like oh we let you win the previous map yeah. it's not it's not you winning it's us losing mm-hmm. yeah. and obviously it feels better than to lose uh 3-0 but but it did not feel like uh titans were ever uh ever had a chance of winning this one well and 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 also i mean i don't recall if they played it in the houston match but i don't think you see doomfest come out against a better team against you know i don't know atlanta no, or houston do. or something like that from florida time Late in the game. Uh, okay, fair enough. For yeah, for a desperation, got to get to the point pick. But you yeah, know, yeah. someone coming out on Doomfist to just start and actually spam, taking it, like 
just spam the the voice lines as uh, you know psychological understand, warfare. Understand, 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 right. understand. Hot cocoa. <laughs> so Toronto, LAV. Mm-hmm. Now going into this weekend, you'd say Toronto three zero hands down. No way LAV gets a map. LAV goes and gets a win. They get a dub, and it's like, oh my god! Like, has LAV turned a corner? Mm-hmm. The answer is no. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the answer is yeah. No, I think but, the uh, issue is with the gladiators. They look horrible. Yeah, um, they were a mess. Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm sort of memeing on LAV here. They made Toronto work. Like it wasn't a a rollover three zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I'd say it was closer than the three one uh, Florida against Vancouver. Okay. Even okay. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I didn't get an opportunity to watch, so I, I don't have that comparison in mind. But, you know, having sort of quickly scanned today, it felt like, I mean, Toronto was the better team. Toronto needed yeah. the W. They were going to get the W. They did. Job well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could talk about this match, but we don't truly have to. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I I feel like we're doing Toronto a disservice by not talking about this match. <laughs> Tor- Toronto did well, and they did exactly what they should have done. And if they, I, I almost feel like it's a good thing that we don't have to talk about this match because if Toronto okay. had struggled here, if even I mean I I had in my pickums I had Toronto taking it three one. I did give LA a map, um, which I know would have would have probably shocked some, but I felt I feel like LA is. Uh, one of those teams that, yes, they're a bottom team, but they're a bottom team that you can't underrate. And I think we, we saw that from the Gladiators. But I think right. they've proven that they are at least going to try every opponent they have. Yes, they're not, they're probably not going to come out on top, but they're going to fight for it. Um, and so yeah. I feel like, again, it actually is a good thing that we don't really have to talk about this match. Because if Toronto had been off their game, a little lazy, lost their first match in the weekend there's a chance you know yeah, yeah. I, I also think that like uh valiant beating uh the gladiators was almost a good thing for toronto's preparation against them true like, yeah it was like a wake-up call anything right yeah and they, they, they took them a little bit more seriously you could see spectra gelling a little bit better i think like mm-hmm. ultraviolet played really well um mm-hmm. again first time we see him without og in a long, long while. So uh, they played well. They came to win. Uh, winning against the Titans probably gave them a big, bit of a big boost of confidence, mm-hmm. which is something that I think they severely lack because they're they're just such an emotional squad. Even now that they're they have mm-hmm. changed, uh, that's a team that will live and die by by how they feel mm-hmm. mentally, right? Uh, as opposed to some other teams that might not oh. be as 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 uh, volatile. I'd say is the 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 word. Sure. And and we saw a big part of that too when they won and with those player cams on, like you could oh, see yeah, the definitely. elation in them. You could see the fact that, especially, I think it looked to me like when they won uh, the match against Vancouver, it looked to me like Spectra just had a weight lifted off his shoulders. Hmm. Honestly, he was the one that, in particular, like I don't know if the dude cracked a smile that entire match, and then when they won, he leaned back and just suddenly this air was was about him and mm-hmm. i think Kaluj or, or hydron came over and you know patted him on the shoulder and everything and you could tell that it was a, a very a, nice a big deal for them to win that match yeah. mm-hmm. well 
Toronto is 2-0 to start the stage. And uh, unlike Vancouver, who's got the weekend off, they've got a couple of matches ahead of them. Um, if we go base the uh, matches on the previous stage, they've got some tough competition. They get to take on Boston on Friday at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Pacific. And then on Sunday, they're going to take on the Atlanta Rain at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Pacific. It's a tough weekend. Yeah. I, 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 I feel Vancouver beating Boston is somewhat of an aberration. Yeah, they never actually, like, I think they never lost a match outside of the playoffs, uh, like in the regular season, outside of that match, right? Yeah. Um, mean- and when I look at Atlanta, I feel that that's just a, a better overall team. <laughs> Yeah, Atlanta is scary. Has so, Atlanta lost this season yet? No, they have a ten and zero record right now. They have not lost a match. Yeah. That's rough. So you you've got like I don't want to say you have no hope because you always do, but it, good thing you got those two dubs early in the first week, right? Well, I, I'm optimistic. I gave them a map in each of these games. Okay, so. well that's that's <laughs> phenomenal of you. You're, you're a gentleman. Get this, Toronto. If you've already looked, don't say anything. Do you have any idea what their record is right now? Like for the entire... Yeah, yeah, for the whole season. Uh, they're two games above 500, right? Nope. They are five wins, five losses. They have a plus one map differential. They are the as close to being exactly 500 Maybe. as they could be. <laughs> Washington Justice, oh. the same record, plus one map differential, but a slightly different uh, map win-loss. Yeah, so, Titans drop to four and six ouch yeah. yeah so it's just it's funny to me because as we know you know the 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 uh history of toronto has been you know the most mid and that's exactly <laughs> where they are sitting at this very moment so uh, well they won't be the most mid after this weekend no that's that's uh, uh there's a good it's chance unfortunate as that might be yeah yeah i agree <clears throat> um so yeah i i have it as 3030 not Ooh. for draw. Ouch. Ooh, I have 3-1-3-1. Uh, I'm doing my pickums right now, and I'm giving Atlanta 3-0. I'm debating giving them a map against Boston, but I could see it being 3-0. Especially we know Twilight mm. holds a grudge. I'm just kidding. I don't know that, but I could see <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I could too. Yeah. I could really see it, so... Having that opportunity Ooh, to interview I, the guy. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I have boosts. Should I boost this one? Oh, oh, the moment we start boosting, then things go screwy. Boosting. I'm a boost with the Atlanta Rain. They, I was going to say I could boost the Atlanta Rain. I think that is yeah. a 3-0. It's, but are there, the, the problem is, are there better oh, matches man. to boost? You know? You're playing with, playing with the gods here. Nothing looks crazy like uh, Atlanta versus uh, Par- uh, like Vegas or something like that, to be honest. Oh, my gosh. But, but July 28th to hey. 30th, we have a toilet bowl match. Vegas against Valiant. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but you don't boost. No, I know you wouldn't boost that. That's yeah, that's, that's a dangerous, that's chaos. You don't boost chaos. Um, before we get into the, uh, the weekend that will be, um, we'll obviously be back next week with the results. And then in turn, Toronto, I believe gets a weekend off Vancouver, uh, finds himself back in action, but we'll take a short break here before we start to dive into the fray.
into the fray. Normally with the weekend that was, or week that was, I go into the Pick'em's page, and I go and I start whipping off the results to you. The thing is, is that uh, the East results are all still locked to me, because the results are all pending, so apparently that didn't happen. Huh. Is, are they locked for you? Oh, no, I see some of them are, oh, yeah. There's Something like, is weird. There's They're three like... matches that are not pending. All the rest are pending for some reason. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? When I did my Pick'em's last week, I saw this with one of the matches from earlier as well and i was like that's mm. very confusing because this match is long over but anyways I, th- I thought i had the issue with the east region week one because i forgot to to uh lock my predictions for the first day mm. well I, yeah I, really. I did i lost the first day oh I, yeah as well. no crystal ball and no first day for me because apparently i did <gasps> i got no crystal ball. no crystal ball. i, I have crystal ball but i need all the help i can get because my my uh pickums are going horribly this season <laughs> outside of that first initial weekend when, when i was like first like third in the whole sure uh, universe on the top yeah um, but the results are as follows. The uh, stage got underway on the Thursday when the Florida Man threw over watch the Houston Outlaws. The Atlanta Rain threw over watch the London Spitfire. And the San Francisco Th- Shock threw over watch the Lo- uh, Los Angeles Gladiators. Friday, you got the Guangzhou Charge beating the O2 Blast 3-1. You got Seoul Infernal beating the Hongzhou Spark 3-0. Shanghai Dritons 3-1 over the Seoul Dynasty. The New York Excelsior 3 overwatch the Vegas Eternal. The Valiant 3-2 winners over the Los Angeles Gladiators. I watched that one. It was amazing. San Francisco Shock 3-2 over the Justice. Uh, on Saturday, the Hongzhou Spark 3 overwatch over the Guangzhou Charge. You have Dallas Fuel 3 overwatching Poker Face. You got the Seoul Dynasty 3 overwatching Poker Face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dreamers, they beat the Shanghai Dragons 3 1. Uh, we already know that the Toronto Defiant beat the Vancouver Titans 3 2. Atlanta Rain threw Overwatch to Washington Justice. The Boston Uprising 3 1 to Houston Outlaws. And the New York Excelsior 3 Overwatch the London Spitfire. And then on Sunday at the Dallas Fuel 3 Overwatching 02 Blast. Soul Infernal 3 1 over Poker Face. Dreamers 3 1 over Panthera. Uh, Florida, as we know, beat the Florida Vancouver Titans 3 1. Uh, Boston Uprising 3 1 over Vegas Eternal. And as we know, Defiant 3 Overwatch LA Valiant. So that sets up the upcoming weekend. Guangzhou Charge take on the Soul Infernal. Dallasville take on the Shanghai Dragons. Dreamers take on Poker Face. Dallasville takes on Shanghai Dragons, San Francisco Shock, LA Valiant, Boston Uprising, Toronto Defiant, and Houston Outlaws, New York Excelsior. Saturday, O2 Blast, Soul Infernal. Guangzhou Charge versus Pantera. Hangzhou Spark versus Soul Dynasty. Shanghai Dragons versus Poker Face. Guangzhou Charge versus Pantera. Poker Face. Poker. Versus Florida Man, London Spitfire versus San Francisco Shock, and Atlanta Rain versus the Houston Outlaws. And then on Sunday, it's the Dallas Fuel versus Dreamers, Hongzhou Spark versus Pantera, O2 Blast versus Soul Dynasty, Dallas Fuel versus Dreamers. Uh, as Oh, it's an encore. Look at that. They've mixed up encores, and I've repeated them all throughout. Awesome. Um, you've got the Spitfire. Uh, I'm all lost here. you got the You're, Gladiators. Come on, Spitfire, spit some fire. Uprising, Valiant, Rain, Mayhem. Uh, and then it was the, oh, now I'm, yeah, now, that, now I've gone a week ahead. So who knows where I am? Just look at the Overwatch League <laughs> schedule website. Oh, boy. Seriously, going all Lady Gaga on me, I think, is what really started you to know, break my mental. Of course, it's my fault. I just don't know why he didn't sing, like, Daydreamers or something when he got to Dreamers. But... Oh, Daydreamers. Yep, I almost dropped in with it, but yeah. I was like, no, no one wants to hear that. So. I might as well. This, I mean, this point, is anyone still listening? Um, what are the matches to watch? Oh, boy. As I lock my pickums in. 
Um, I can't wait to watch Dreamers versus Poker Face game yeah, like because pop, wake. pop, pop, poker face, pop, pop, poker face. You're not going to wake up to watch that. Mm. What are the matches to watch? Hmm. I mean, Boston, Florida. I think that's a compelling opportunity there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a good one. I was just watching that one. I'm very stoked to see that. When's Vegas play? Come on. I want to see Vegas back in action. Vegas. New half a rebuilt team. Like, come on. Yeah, they've got the weekend off. Yeah, I know. Again, two in a row. Um, we play Boston right, right after, like the the week after that. So, yeah, I think I think it's a fair one. Like Boston and Florida, nothing comes close. To be honest, I mean Atlanta, yeah. Houston plays as well, but we're all down on Houston right now because of <laughs> yeah how they performed. Yeah, but even good Houston couldn't beat Atlanta. It's true. Uh, Good Houston. They're officially good bad Houston, Houston now. <laughs> They're like uh, less good Houston. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. As, I wouldn't say mid. Maybe after okay. this week, we'll, who knows? As far as pickups are concerned, I don't know if we can actually talk about them because the East Region's borked. But they, they, look they haven't finished the their games. They're they're round well, ninety nine here. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's about a, a, a part of the the score is still in tier two of pickems and like contender score that we're not following that's why yeah um <laughs> if we look at the west i uh because i didn't get my picks apparently submitted or <clears throat> saved on the thursday i got a whole lot of zeros there but if it wasn't for the gladiators i had a pretty good weekend in the west hmm. but you got zero points so well i got points friday oh, saturday sunday i just didn't get points on thursday uh, gotcha are we looking at western week one two western week one no, week two oh, yeah, hasn't happened. I mean, yet. if you're getting points, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. How many points did you get? Uh, well, I got 21. I got 19. <laughs> you missed the whole day, Wait, and you, you got still 19? beat me. You got n- that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Okay, uh, prognosticator extreme right here. I got 20. Yeah, I had Vancouver. You know, three twoing the defined. Unless man, cribs are really? falling off the map. Uh, kind of costly. The <laughs> cost me a lot of points. Yeah, right. I got three twos for Fiance. I got uh, I got a few matches exactly correct, which is exciting, but I got a few totally wrong. So I got 20 points overall. Yeah, I got Florida score correctly. Rain beating just three of the easy ones. That's probably the case for me. Uh, anyhow, uh, so I guess that uh, reinforces how awesome I happen to be. Miss a day, still get a lead. So what are you um, sitting at for these, though? Even though the results oh, are pending. Well, Come on. Zero. Every one of my results is pending. Oh, every one of yours is. I, mi- I'm, I have five yeah, I points. Mi- I, missed, I missed a day, right? right? So oh. I don't get any points on the Friday, and all of my Saturday and Sunday are pending results. You know what? I'm just looking now. Oh, no. I mean, I could go and calculate, but I'm... I'm, I'm also at zero, because I missed, hmm. uh, like, the whole day, the first day, and then the second one, it only shows me... Uh, the one that I got wrong is zero points. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the first one, yeah, I got that one. Charge right too, spark, so. yeah, yeah. I got it right. Yeah. I got two points. Oh, there you go. You're winning East. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. I will. Um, things that have been happening player-wise, uh, the Florida uh, man, they've uh, let Sauna go, but don't worry. In a moment, you hear his name again. Uh, they added Maka in his place. San Francisco, they've uh, let Vindango, go, but don't worry. You'll hear his name in a moment. They've added Probe, Lucamino, Renko, and guess who? Yeah, I know, eh? I, I, like, the biggest shock of them all. <laughs> Striker. Uh, 
the cycle continues. Yeah. London adds sauna. Houston, um, they quote unquote cut Gargoyle. No, Gargoyle has elected to, um, I don't know if he's retired, but he left the team due to. I think he said he was reasons. retiring. Did he say, okay. That's right. Again. Um, yeah. The uh, Seoul Dynasty uh, have let uh, Lisa Min uh, part ways. They've added Vindame in his place. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of today, uh, the Atlanta Reign announced that uh, Wizard Young is. Uh, is leaving, which is mm-hmm. quite a su- surprise that this one uh, happens to the top team and to someone who's been given a lot of credit for that. So, yeah, I guess is like is from the the wording of it, it seems like more of a retirement. But yeah, but like the timing seems weird. Ah, who knows? Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Genesis, the uh, uh, sort of lore based. Um, Anime. content that we're getting uh parts one and two are out part three will come out this week it's it's really well done it talks sort of how like overwatch versus the omnics you know came to be mm-hmm, we yeah. might get more than just that but it's it's if you haven't watched it it's written in the sort of style of a documentary yes it is i like it yeah it's very nice um I watched it just before logging into the the show today. That's why I was a bit late. It was nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not knocking. I like the content. I wish we got more of this. It's very nice, um, but it, it's different <laughs> than what we're used to. It is. It is very different than what we're used to. I am a big fan of it, and I've spoke on One Man Watchpoint about it. And I haven't heard of that show before. Uh, wow, wow! I will go on think- the One Man Watchpoint Twitter account and tweet at you. Bad they thing. did. Like there is one. That's they right. did like an anime f- thing before. I believe it was the reveal of of uh, Doomfist, where he yeah, that's fought right. Like um, uh, it seems also There's done by the same people. The, the Dawnbot is in that one from Futurama or whatever his name is. Looked pretty pretty nice. I enjoyed it. Like obviously, you know, hearing about oh <laughs> the Dawnbot. It's kind of like a Dawnbot. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 always funny, like because it's it's kind of bittersweet for me because I'm always thinking wow it could have been so so much more uh reminds me the early days of overwatch watching you know dragons uh you know that that short the other short movies and like but i'm not gonna hate like obviously it's a very nice production and i just give me more give me more please it, it definitely strikes me for sure as perhaps uh too little too late but yeah i, I also am very thrilled that we're getting it there we go. I yeah, I mean, hold Donbot out for all those <laughs> listeners who are watching. He has a hat too; it just falls off. Chris was nice. just saying something, but he's muted. Um, I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, it's just a commercial for the invasion thing that comes out, right? It's like, true, and and I'm my hope is that it sees some decent enough success for them to invest into it and either do more drops like this or still holding out hope for that that full show, but. Yeah, I think that's that's less likely. Also, please more Overwatch, like more uh, the, the the specific heroes from Overwatch. We see did see a little bit of the core team, but yeah, true, 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 true. Lots and of exposition. Anubis Six protocol. years into the game. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, the final bit of news, uh, if for some reason you hadn't heard, uh, Microsoft is that much closer to acquiring Activision Blizzard. Yes. Um, one of their biggest impediments was taking place in the United States with the Federal Trade Commission, taking them to court to get an injunction to stop the uh, acquisition from happening. Uh, the court has ruled that the FTC has nothing to stand on, and therefore there is no reason as to why they grant the injunction. Uh, the FTC elected to appeal, and the appeals court said no bueno. And uh, that's that. So there's nothing stopping the acquisition at this point. Um, there was this last uh, faint hope that 10 gamers, 10 random gamers themselves could stop it. They had actually uh, been denied twice in the U.S. court system and had appealed to the United States Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court uh, elected not to take the case. So... Hmm. Uh, Microsoft is likely going to close that deal in a very near future. There is still the matter of what's going to go on in the United Kingdom. Uh, the UK is still uh, up in arms, but uh, very easy. And I say this like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, way around it is to license. And the EU is given uh, its thumbs up. The FTC it yeah. can't stop Come on, Stylosa, step it up. The deal is done. So we will be um, obviously waiting uh, Master Chief as the new tank hero or DPS hero or support hero or whatever he might be in an upcoming patch. Could you imagine if Master Chief was added as a hero? I mean, he's basically Overwatch. Soldier. Yeah, he's going to get a skin probably. Something oh, like yeah. That. No, but I, I want more than a skin. I want Master Chief. You mean John Q. Chief? <laughs> It's John Q. Chief. Pretty sure I've played every Halo uh, game. Distant cousin sure to, name. to to John Five Bell. Yeah, uh, no, it, it was Michael. Michael. It was Michael. Come on, Michael. God, that's, Michael Five Bell. Oh, I didn't sorry, even I know that. Well. I didn't know that it was like a surname. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, uh, they it's Master um, like a rank like like Master Yoda. I thought like Master, Master Chief. Chief was like Chief was also part of the rank. <laughs> kind of is He's rank P, right? Or actually, up here in Canada, a lieutenant. You could um, you could call him Master Chief Chief. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. <laughs> so before we go any further off the rails, um, we are at the end of a show. It went over an hour, and that's because we got to talk about the Toronto Defiant, the Vancouver Titans. We'll talk more about the Toronto Defiant next week, and then we'll also talk about the Titans because they'll be back in action the week after. Uh, yeah. Who knows what else will happen between now and then in regards to the league. Grand finals are in Toronto. We might see you there, or Woo-hoo! you might see us there. Uh, and yeah. Uh, RSP is looking for a sponsor. Any sugar, you know, podcast <laughs> parents that want to hook us up, hook us up. Hey, I caught myself. It's not like last week where I just spat the words out of my mouth without thinking. Spitfire. Okay. And I gave an opportunity for Jordan to showcase how he listens to the show when he's not here. Because, boy, did he cash in on an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, what final words of wisdom do you all have for everyone this week? Pop, 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 poker face, pop, pop, poker face. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually did have something. Like, I know how we are not allowed to discuss uh, leaks and rumors in here, but I'm going to discuss leaks and rumors from another game that apparently is in development. Uh, I heard through the grapevine that StarCraft 3 is under development. Did you? Really? Yeah. Where did you hear this? Like, Because this is the point where you might suddenly tell me that there's a foul in a basketball game. <laughs> And I'm concerned. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, Reddit leaks and rumors. Really? Um, oh. Seems to be like some legit sources behind this. Who knows? Interesting. Potentially. Yeah, well, you know, 
Diablo Four is out, yeah. and that's just the the logical next thing. And sure is, hopefully, yeah. Cool, Jordan. Well, I was just going to say, of course, as you know, the Overwatch League Grand Finals are coming to Toronto, and it's a good thing that we're not back in Hawaii. Um, do you guys know why? Uh, why not? It's it's actually illegal now to laugh out loud in Hawaii. You you have to keep it to aloha. <laughs> well, that's actually pretty good. Thank you, thank you. I, I was and and you you didn't let me uh, um, comment when when you you said like you know why uh, I, I wanted to say Hawaii not but oh, I could no. I couldn't squeeze it in but sorry I mean, Your, yours was even better even like Kawhi Kawhi <laughs> Kawhi Leonard are we on basketball again. Yeah, well, we've gone from basketball to Hawaii back to basketball. It's just the nature of things. Yeah. Um, this episode has gone long, but if there's something I have noticed is that week over week, time does move fast. But uh, do you know what, guys? It has been said that time flies like an arrow, whereas fruit flies like a banana. <laughs> fruit flies like a banana. Yeah, got it. <laughs> I have to I have to say nothing. I have to have the, the, the impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, feel free to check out our broken website at readysetpwn.com, where the widget for our back catalog works, but the website itself does not. But what, what is there on the website? Wait, is this my content that I created a long time ago reviewing team logos is not oh, that, visible to the crowd now? No, that's all long gone. That <gasps> yeah, all oh, that's over. No. I mean, again, I should not be left in charge of these things because I break them. <laughs> This is what happens. Um, you can follow us on social media if we happen to have an account at Ready Set Poem. Uh, you can also uh, join RSP Discord, discord.io slash Ready Set Poem. But on behalf of myself, Chris at Lightforce, Omni at Omni Stripe, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, and the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast, I'm signing off this episode with Catchphrase. Catchphrase.